This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, and welcome to Boomsies, a very special episode, because we're outside, baby! Onto the deck. We're sitting outside my home in rural Ontario. Because it's kind of like, uh, at least the elementary school I went to, which I called low school. And a lot of people I know call it low school. And then I say that to other people, they're like, What's low school? I'm like, well, you got low school and you got high school. It makes perfect sense if you ask me. You'll hear a lot of dogs barking. There's one across the street that's always barking. So it's like elementary or low school where I went in the country. I've discussed this before where we only had 60 kids in our school from grades one day. And about every second day in the summer, they're like, it's a nice day. Let's go outside. And that doesn't happen anymore, because I guess kids learn now? I don't know. But we were learning about sticks and baseball and road hockey. That's learning. There'd always be manure wafting, not the actual manure, the smell of the manure wafting through the, uh, the play yard. It helped us grow. So that's what we did with Boomsies today. We brought her outside. Change of scenery. I'm wearing a very... uh. Summary shirt from Rolo Golf. Love those guys. They're part of my Danitized thing I did on Instagram. This is episode number 26. The Willie Upshaw edition. Actually, Z-Money, if you go into the living room in there, there's a bat wall. Can you find the Willie Upshaw bat? Because I uh, forgot to bring that out. And don't let that cat out. Rory's not an outdoor cat. Okay. (laughs) So far, Z Money has been on cat door duty and umbrella. We're like, put the umbrella up. Nope, we need her down. Let that cat in. Don't let that one out. And now he's gone to get a baseball bat. Willie Upshaw. First baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. First ever Blue Jay to have 100 RBI in a season. So in 1983, he had 104 RBI and hit 306. This is where I have in parentheses, I have his bat. That's coming. So perfect to have a Blue Jays uh, player as... As we move outside, because the Blue Jays in Willie Upshaw's days, they played everything outside at old Exhibition Stadium. Interesting ballpark, not configured for baseball. They made it work. Okay, we got it. There it is. The Willie Upshaw game use bat. This has been cracked by Willie himself. I've got a... What do you think of the bat wall there, Z-Money? Yeah, not bad, eh? I put that up myself. Thanks, buddy. Here, I'll, I'll keep it here just in case. Just in case things get out of control here. Oh, 
We are back after a week off. Thanks to our producer, producer Tim, who put together the best of. He did it all himself. Okay, he gets full credit. Z Money did nothing. It was um kind of like a band that has two albums putting out a best of. You're like, a bit early, isn't it? I, I liked it. And those bands, they do that because they're like, well, let's make some money. This is the CD era. Bands that were in the CD era made a lot of money. It was a good recap to tell us how we got to where we are today. Out of the basement, on the deck. The Dan O'Toole story. Uh, Let's check in to see how everyone's week off was. Tim? Boring. Tim? Boring. Okay. Uh, Z-Money, you can uh, speak into the microphone here. How was your week off, my friend? Uneventful. Okay. Remind me never to go on vacation with you two. Boring and uneventful. The producer, Tim and Z-Money story. Uh, What did I do? I golfed a ton. I played 54 holes one day. And I could have played 18 more, but people started showing up. See, at my course, there's a lot of seniors. And on that fateful day, there was a bit of rain. And when there's a bit of rain, there are no seniors. So I had the golf course to myself. I played 54 holes in six and a half hours. That is a Saturday at a public course. So when I'm a senior, I'm going to bask in that rain. I'm going to be like the cool senior. They're like, oh, it's Rainy O'Toole. Never understood that guy. He likes the rain. That's why they call him Soppy O'Toole. Oh, no, it's Rainy O'Toole. I also celebrated Canada Day. Went to my buddy Bixie's cottage. Brian and Amanda Bickle. They had all their uh, their friends and relatives and kids to the lake. I also discovered the best time to travel to cottage country ever. Six o'clock p.m. on Canada Day. It's a ghost town. <laughs> no one on the road. Me and all the bugs hitting my window. Because everyone's already at the cottage or at their house or wherever they're going. Uh, brought my two of my girls, one of their friends. We camped because they always want to go camping. I f- hate camping. Camping is packing stuff inside the house, then packing stuff in the vehicle, then unpacking the stuff when you get there, then unpacking that stuff that you just unpacked from the house uh, or from the vehicle and setting it up, and then packing it all back together, then packing it back into the vehicle, then getting home, taking it out of the vehicle, then unpacking it. It's packing and unpacking the entire time. And everything smells. You got to wash it all. You got to transport food. This food is perfectly fine in this fridge. Why do I have to bring it somewhere else and then it's going to unthaw and then I'm going to... Oh, God. So I said, this is the perfect form of camping at someone's cottage. You've got facilities. You've got a fridge. You've got electricity. So I said, we're camping. We only had one tent. And there was a bunch of us. I'm like, well, Sydney, you and your friend, you, you need a tent. So we're going to Canadian Tire. I have said before. You get what you pay for. So if you buy a $47 tent, you got yourself a $47 tent. Well, setting it up. Sydney O'Toole somehow broke one of the poles. I am 46. I've set up a tent 
a hundred times in my life. I have never seen a graphite pool for a tent break. Yeah, we saw one break this weekend or Canada Day weekend. The thing freaking snapped. So I'm like, okay, well, we taped it up. So the tent still worked. I'm like, we got a freebie. We got a free rental from Canadian Tire. We'll return this on Monday. Boom. Made out like bandits. Canadian Tire has run into this issue with other people who probably didn't break the tent, but thought we're getting a tent for the weekend and going to return this on Monday because we went back to Canadian Tire. We said, yeah, this tent's broken. My refund, please. They're like, no refund. You got to get another tent. <laughs> like, what? So if you think you're going to pull a fast one on Canadian Tire with a free tent, they're pulling a fast one on you saying, no, you're just going to get another tent. And they know you aren't going to buy that $47 tent again because it's a piece of shit. So I ended up spending more money. Now I've got a $120 tent in the basement that I'm going to use in about seven years. You got me this time, Canadian Tire. You got me this time. So, yeah, we arrived Friday night because Bixie, Stanley Cup winner, Brian Bickle, was on the welcome to Orono sign, trying to get that removed. Uh, he's like, you gotta get here Friday because uh, I'm putting on a fireworks show. They went and bought a, well, we all chipped in for fireworks and Bixie says, I'm going to bring the pontoon boat out. Me and my, uh, my brother-in-law, Chad, we're going to go out there. We're going to set them off. It's going to be a spectacle. I'm like, sure. (laughs) Let's go with that. So it starts to get dark. the problem with fireworks and you got a bunch of kids, you know, the question from the second it starts, the sun starts to dim. When are the fireworks? And you just have to tell them when it's dark. When are the fireworks? What did I say last time? Again, I don't speak to my children this way. I would just say, let's wait till when it's dark. Why is Brian still on the shore? Isn't he shooting these off? He will when it's dark. So finally, night fell. And out they went in their pontoon boat. They uh, Once they got to their location, they turned off the boat's running lights. So we had no idea where they were. We're watching from the shore. The first firework went off. And I'm like, I think they drove to another lake. They went way too far. They went way too far away. We had no way to tell them this. People are actually yelling, you're too far. But the fireworks had started. And the first firework, that was an onboard firework that did not leave the boat. So we're thinking... I got my phone. I, I dial nine and one. And I'm like, tell me when to dial the other one. They're going off inside the boat. I'm like, okay, they need to get lift off here. I, I hope they've got an extinguisher, which they did. They had all the proper gear and they had a wheelbarrow. They had the sand and all that. Finally, they got fireworks airborne. But every third one would set off an explosion of fireworks on the boat. and. Everyone has seen a pontoon boat. They are not large. And he didn't have like a massive Stanley Cup winning pontoon boat. He had a regular ass pontoon boat. So these guys, we can only imagine what they were going through. And we're yelling out, are you okay? And then we're waiting for the big finale. We just want this over with at this point because we're like, we... We don't know if they're even lighting the fireworks or if the fireworks are lighting themselves and these guys are gone. But the fireworks ended, they made it back to shore. And it looked like they had just come back from World War II. Eyes wide, we're like, how was it? They're like, what? 
How was it out there? What? Like, okay, they've lost their hearing. And then someone tells them, yeah, you guys are too far away. We could barely see them. I'm like, come on, guys. Give them a bit of glory. So they get settled back on shore. And I'm asking Chad. I'm like, how was it out there? He's like, Toolsy. Brian was on the floor of the pontoon boat covering his head. I was in the back of the pontoon boat covering my head. And all I heard was Bixie saying, it's for the kids. <laughs> the entire time, fireworks are exploding within inches of them. He's saying, it's for the kids. And that's what powered them through. So if they had onboard footage of them lighting off these fireworks, they could have made a movie out of that. They didn't, though. And the pontoon boat, the seats are covered in ash that burned into the seats. So he will always remember Canada Day 2022, which was our first Canada Day we could all celebrate together in what, two, three years? Sure. It was memorable. Uh, Saturday, we were at the cottage, woke up again, a beautiful sunrise. Overlooking the lake. Bix is a damn activity coordinator at a camp. He's got the paddle boards out. He's got kayaks out. He gets the boat out to take people tubing. I'm like, holy this guy. This guy's doing it right. He gave us the fireworks show. If you, there's no, no time to relax. Well, I did. Well, he did all this. I watched on the shore. I sat and watched because I don't know what's in that lake. Ontario lake water scares the f out of me. What's down there? Darkness. That's what. You cannot see one foot below surface, the surface level of an Ontario lake. It is looking into an abyss. It's not like I go near the lake and I'm like, oh, I'm scared. I just say, I don't want to go in there. It's cold. I don't like being cold. That's why I got a hot tub, not a cold tub. Z Money currently uh, sitting in the hot tub, having a soak. How is it over there? Warm. Warm. <laughs> uh, also on Saturday. Brian Bickles' neighbor came over. Brian Marchment. Yes. Uh, the recently passed Brian Marchment. Um, he is Bick's neighbor at the cottage. Whenever we're there, he comes over to say hi. Just a quality human. Um, you would never know the guy played close to a thousand games in the NHL. Extremely humble, just like Bickle. You could know Bickle for two years you would never know he won a Stanley Cup. And that's how most hockey players are. They're very humble people. And hockey is not what made them who they are. They're just good people. So uh, Marchman, and, I, and I'm not claiming to be Brian Marchman's like best friend or anything, but we had a relationship because whenever we were at Bickles, we would see him. Um, we chatted about golfing again uh, or go going golfing for the first time this summer. I guess some people don't see me as an athlete and they're like, oh, you golf? I'm like, yeah. Jim Pearl, who's been on this podcast and is a good friend of mine, and we went golfing. Uh, he came to Montreal with Jay and I. He brings it up to this day. He's like, Dan, I didn't know you were an athlete. Like, you're a good athlete. I'm like, what did you think? Like, it's like, no, no disrespect, but you actually like can do sports. <laughs> like, so that is the definition of a backhanded compliment. I think, right. Yeah. So, uh, Marchman came over. Um, he left and then we went over to this place called the sandbar with all the kids where the water's very shallow and it's much warmer. So I'm like, that's, I can do that. And 
uh, throwing the football around. And then Marchman showed up with his daughter, Logan, her boyfriend, uh, and his son, Mason, and his girlfriend, their dog, the cutest dog I've ever seen in my life. Boat dog. So we're, we're all, again, throwing the football around. We're playing like a game of 500 where you dive in the water. You're just having fun. Marchman gets out of the boat. And he's like, eh. without saying, he's like, I want in on this. So someone throws him the ball. He starts throwing f***ing lasers at people. <laughs> Everyone else is lobbing at Marchman. Hitting people on the shoulder and they're pretending like it didn't hurt. But they're like, oh, He's throwing it into the water in front of people so it splashes them. He's laying out for balls. I'm like, what? What is going on here? Like, this guy was like Josh Allen circle last year, just 10 yard bullet. And whenever I think of laser and footballs, I think of Brady Quinn, who I used to work with. I don't know if I've told this story before. I probably have. But Brady Quinn worked with us at Fox. Have I told the story before? Ah, Andrew says no. Tim, after this, will say, You've told that before, you idiot. He actually doesn't talk like that. So we were talking about our days, Jay, Brady, and I. Brady Quinn, former quarterback for Notre Dame, played for Cleveland. I don't know who else he played for in the NFL. So we're talking about our days and Jay's like, yeah, I went to lunch with my wife and my family. And I'm like, uh, whatever. I don't know what the f- I did. And I'm like, what'd you do today, Brady? He's like, I went to the gym and then uh, went and threw, uh, threw her for a bit. I'm like, you still, you still like throw footballs? He looks at me and Jay goes, yeah, f-ing lasers. <laughs> do this day. I remember that. I'm like, it was delivered so perfect and he could not believe that I doubted he still threw footballs and he reiterated that he could still play in the NFL with that comment. Yeah. Lasers. So that was Marchman. Marchman Brady Quinn circa Notre Dame whenever he played there. When Quinn played for Notre Dame, 2000s. Where's his former teammate, Jess Samarji? Is he still pitching in Major League Baseball? Tim, check on that. He was with the Cubbies. He was a football player turned baseball. I don't know uh, where he is. He's not in the majors anymore. He can't be. So we're at the sandbar. It's starting to cool off because it was a very windy day. And we had a lot of people to transport. Like, Bix had to do two trips in one boat. Amanda was driving the uh, the fireworks <laughs> damaged pontoon boat. It was fine. We got most of the, uh, the shrapnel out of there. So we're like, how the f*** are we going to get everyone back there? Oh, Bix, you got to make two trips. And Brian's like, I'll drive some people over. So we load a bunch of people into Marchman's boat. And then we're like, okay, you guys can go. They're like, you gave us all the kids. (laughs) And do you think maybe an adult should go with them? So when they get to shore, they survive? I'm like, yeah, good point. I'll go. (laughs) So it's the dog, Marchman and his family. Uh, my Ruby, and then a bunch of other kids. And Mason was driving. <laughs> and it was, it was just a, I wish I had filmed this part because everyone on the boat is getting gears. They're like, you're going the wrong, no, put it in reverse. No, go faster. Kids are telling them how to drive. And I'm like, I told the kids when we got to shore, you know, that guy driving the boat, he plays in the NHL and the guy in the back of the boat, he used to play in the NHL. They didn't give a f-. They're like, just get us to the shore. We got to eat some hot dogs because we're starving. We went 15 minutes by boat to the sandbar. No one brought food. We're starving. So the water was choppy. 
It's spraying up. I'm lying on the ground because I don't want to get hit by that cold lake water. Marchman in the back. He's just smiling. It was just one of those moments where I think back. I'm like, I wish I had my camera because my camera was on. My phone was on the other boat. But at the same time, you're in the moment and you're just it's just one of those memories where you're like, ah, this. This is just special. And then three days later, the guy passes away. So it was just a kick in the balls to everyone. But we were there on that boat with him in that moment where he's with his family. We're not a care in the world. We're all giving Mason the gears on how to drive the boat and Marchman in the back just with a grin from year to year. So it just shows you life is so short. Cherish those moments. And like I said, I'm glad I didn't have my phone sitting there snapping pictures, whatever. I was just lying on the floor of this boat with a dog licking my face. Everyone else getting sprayed with the water and just smiling. So it was a special moment to share with Brian before he passed away. I've seen nothing but great things said about the man. And I would echo those comments. Brian uh, Bickle knew him much, much better. As I said, I only met him a few times in passing, but very happy I got to share that moment with him and his family. Uh, Brian Marchman, you will be missed. And by the way, he was so many people's favorite player. Like you did not want to play against that guy. Oh, I have an update for you, Dan. Oh, okay. Tim, go ahead. Jeff Samarja pitched, started four games for the Giants in 2020. And that's it. So he's done. Yeah. Samarja, you're done. Let's get in some listener feedback. Um, A lot of feedback about producer Tim's created best of no one said it's a bit early although my buddy Sully did (laughs) he's like sent me a screen grab of uh the episode he's like uh best of bit early don't you think bud Sully pipe down hey now gents I'm loving the pod it's real and raw Toolsy hit me in the feels and makes me laugh. Your story inspired me to talk about my mental struggles, which in turn has got me working on the issues at the root of it. I will never be grateful to you. I will forever. I will forever. (laughs) Be a weird email. I will never be grateful for you. I will forever be grateful to you for showing me their strength and admitting weakness. Enough of that. I wanted to say that I love Z Money reading the Boomsies Newsies but I struggle to hear him. He needs a louder, clearer mic or something, and I'm not even remotely a sound engineer. Anyways, thanks and keep up the good work, buds. I think we corrected that problem. We just took uh, Z Money off the mic <laughs> and put him in the hot tub. Let Ron out, please. Yeah. So this is how Ron spends his day. He goes outside, and Ron, we need to have a kill count. Inside our uh, door here, we have uh, a little chart to keep track of how many times we went tobogganing, how many times we went skiing. Now we're going to start Ron's kill count. Because last week, and I'm sorry if I'm going to offend anyone, but he had two bunnies, a bird, and three mice. Yeah. (laughs) And... The sick, twisted thing about him, he only half kills them. He keeps them alive so he can just sit and play with it all day. Like, you were a sick. So he goes out and he's like, ah, nothing out here right now. He'll come in and we call him his gamer snacks. You've seen videos of this one gamer and his girlfriend brings him gamer snacks. So his gaming doesn't get interrupted. So Ron comes in for his gamer snacks and then goes back out. He's using us for food right now. Hey, Dan, this week, moving the wife and I to Edmonton due to the hot market here, sold everything and leaving the acreage, living the acreage dream. 
Your podcasts have got me through a really difficult time in my life and wanted you to know that you're doing an amazing job with this. Your emotion makes me emotional. And at one point in my life, I'd bury those feelings down and now realize, let those tears fly whenever needed. Keep up the great work. And no like when I told all my buddies, all of them had the smart, same statement, guess you're on and all this. I don't know. What the f- that makes no sense. I know how to read, but some people don't proofread their emails and it makes me look like an idiot. Dan, I heard you say on your podcast. I heard you say on your podcast, say you think again, this is how it's written. Dan, I heard you say on your podcast, say you think peach flavored things taste like chemicals. I work at a Whole Foods and see all these natural brands come out and go, come and go. But one that always seems to stick is a drink called Roar, which is the natural equivalent of Gatorade. They have a peach flavor, and I think you may actually like it. Give it a try. Tell me what you think. Okay. Hey, Dan, wanted to let you know you're killing it with your new project, and I look forward to it every week. It's great to have your unique brand of humor back for us to enjoy. Anyway, I'm hoping that being an industry insider, you could explain something that's baffled me for some time now. It's not important, but it's something that I can't find an answer for anywhere. Why do Pacific Coast professional sports teams always seem to start on the half hour instead of the hour? Most teams typically start at 7, but the California teams often start at 7.30 local time. I think I'll finally find some peace with an answer to this question. Thanks, Craigers in Edmonton. I have no clue. A lot of Eastern games start at 7.30. Eh, maybe the majority start at 7. Tim, look into that for us. Good evening, Dan. I've been listening since episode one, and recently my daughter has joined me in listening as well. I explained the story about your former employer, and she wanted me to ask you why you're allowed to say our town's name of Belleville. I wasn't sure how to explain that to her. She suggests maybe you could just say that instead of the company name. Audrina and her father, Matt. Well, then I'd be besmirching Belleville. The Quinty City. It is the Quinty City, isn't it? Or is that Kingston? Ah, the Quinty City. So I would never use Belleville in a negative way. I love Belleville. Bell Vegas, baby. Hey, Toolsy, just listened to today's podcast and it got me thinking of my bike, of my bike metaphor. Here it goes. I was riding my bike down the street and the sun was shining and wind blowing through my hair. Life was grand. Then someone opened a car door and I swerved to miss it, but hit the curb and went into a fire hydrant, then fell into a puddle. Then when it couldn't get any worse, a dog walked by and peed on me. That was two years ago. And today I'm fixing my bike and will hopefully be riding again soon. Thanks for your courage and for being an example that you can move forward and be happy. Your loyal listener, our boy, Big Dog Rob. Z money, Quinty City. What'd you find? Trenton. Trenton. That's where the uh, Air Force base is. Not Air Force. They're Army base or Canadian Forces. Sorry, no disrespect. Canadian Forces base. Hey Dan, hope you're enjoying the summer out east. I couldn't be happier back on the airways for us all to enjoy. On episode 25, you mentioned the dog days of summer, and I immediately thought of you while my dog lays around on a summer day while I sit outside reading. Pretty sure this is what they mean by it. Keep up the great content. We love you, Michael. And he sent a picture of his dog and him. Hello, big fan. Can't believe it took until the Bernie Federko episode for you to tell the saran wrap pants joke. Whose hot tub is this? Keep it up. Sign Galen Weston Jr. <laughs> see, see who sent that? Showing see money. Uh, Z versus Z listening to Boomsies Newsies and shouldn't it be Z money? Because in Canada, we say Z, not Z. I meant to email after last week's episode, but I forgot. Z money did a great job last week and this week reading the news. While I'm not against him being involved, Tim should also get involved. That is all. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Well, guess what? 
Tim is getting involved. Tim is reading Boomsies Newsies this week. Tim, who I didn't even think wanted to be on the microphone. I said, you want to do this? He's like, eh, fine. I'll do it. So Tim will be reading us Bumsies Newsies. There's no guest today because we're uh, we're outside. We didn't want to interrupt anyone else's summer vacation. Although, I don't think I would have been interrupting Zed Money or Tim's because it sounded riveting. <laughs> Any day, Tim. Let's do it. Aloha, Dan. Aloha. Uh, first up, uh, the Leafs have definitely, definitely solved all their goaltending problems by trading for Matt Murray from the Senators. The Leafs got Murray, yeah. two draft picks, uh, for and are going to send future considerations the other way. The Sens are retaining 25% of Murray's salary. Matt Murray is a Leaf, and I dove into this for the comments and the comments alone when this came out. <laughs> so for one of every 50, you got a Leaf fan saying, no, no, this is, this is good. He's won two cups. Uh, this is going to work. Everyone else is like, what the f***? And the other one's questioning, well, at least the good news is Dubas is now definitely gone. I've been saying that for a while, and I have no Nothing against Dubas, but this guy's got a this guy's got a long leash. He's got the long leash. So Leafs, I think it's all figured out. You guys are definitely going to win a cup now. The uh, NHL draft went last week. Lots of uh, yeah. trades, lots of moves, lots of happy young uh, players getting picked, but the. The biggest story of the draft was Maverick Lemoreau's parents uh, borderline making out after uh, their son got drafted by the Coyotes. Okay, this was my favorite moment of the draft. This clip. And before I saw it, I saw all like the headlines like, oh, steamy sesh between hockey players' parents. And it was all very like descriptive headlines and then i saw the video i'm like yeah they know what the f they're doing it's not like a little well you which 99 percent of couples are like i don't even want to do this pack because i can't stand this person this couple's like yeah we made that kid we're gonna try make another one as soon as this draft is over that's how you kiss. Tongue it up. So I was very impressed with these parents. They should be role models of how love should be shown. Tongue. Next. The, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays going into their series against uh, the Phillies have one win in their last 10 games, but they will have, thanks to the uh, nation voting for them, They'll have four players representing the team at the All-Star Game in uh, L.A. Oh, this year. Vladdy Jr., Alejandro Kirk are both yes. starting. Alec yes. Manoa and George Springer were also named as reserves. Kirk has taken this nation by storm. And he is the equivalent, but even more so, of why I like Garth Orge. Garth Orge, my favorite Blue Jay. Garth Orge never took the nation by storm but i love garth because i looked at him and i said if he can do it i can maybe do it it makes you believe the impossible is possible because you look at alejandro kirk and you're like well oh i i'm taller than him uh, I, i'm stronger than him but he's doing it. so it gives you hope it gives you Something to look at and say, yes, it can be done. Sure, I can't make the majors at the age of 46, but I love seeing the little guy literally succeed. So Alejandro Kirk. And by the way, am I alone in this? 
There is, I, and I know they've only won, what Tim, you said, one of their last 10. There is no Blue Jays buzz right now. Like, I don't know if it's because they're in a lull, because it's the summer and people are actually out doing and they aren't sitting in front of their TVs like we have been in the last two years. But there is zero buzz. And I don't know if you've looked, but the Baltimore Orioles may pass the Blue Jays. The Orioles, who have a $30 million payroll, are on fire. So, Blue Jays, you better lower those hot dog prices down to a dollar, not two bucks. What's going on on the street there, Z-Money? I hear screaming. Okay, we got security on it. Uh, This past weekend, in a matchup of the two most unlikable players on the ATP Tour, I guess, Novak Djokovic beat Nick uh, Kyrgios for his fourth consecutive Wimbledon championship and seventh overall, he now has 21 majors and is behind only uh, Rafa with 22. Novak Djokovic. And I don't know what your stance is on uh, vaccines, whatever. This has nothing to do with that. I'm sorry, but he was one of the most unlikable superstars in all of sports. I think if there was a Mount Rushmore, he'd be number one, wouldn't he? Well, how many are Mount Rushmore? Four? Tim? Yep, four. Four. And I don't want to throw anyone else under the bus, but Novak Djokovic is on the uh, the left of that mountain. Is that prime real estate for Mount Rushmore? Or is it the right? But you read left to right, so I think on the left side, you'd want to be, you want to be right there. It's still f***ed up that they carve presidents' faces into a mountain. How long did that take? I bet you it took quicker than it has taken to fix a bridge in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. There's a bridge on the highway that has been being fixed for six years. They built a bridge in downtown Peterborough with horses and wheelbarrows in two years, in like 1901. They have been fixing a bridge that it was already made, was already working. They have been fixing it for six years. How is that possible? Mount Rushmore is 14 years. So they may, they may build Mount Rushmore quicker than it is to fix the, the bridge over the Otonabee in Peterborough, Ontario. Sorry for some inside baseball on bridge work in my hometown, but. It is baffling and no one questions it. No one has ever showed up to that bridge and say, guys, uh, what's the deal? They just like, nah, they're still working on it. Still, have you ever seen anyone? No, nah, we've never seen anyone there, but we trust them. We trust them. We trust their, they know what they're doing. Okay. Uh, Italian cyclist Daniel Oss is now out of the Tour de France after he collided with a fan and had a fracture in his neck. He collided with him because the fan was trying to record the race on his phone. I guess he didn't see him coming. Okay. So here's my issue with diagnosis of a, like a broken leg or a broken neck. When you hear, cause the story, the headline Tim is broken neck, right? Yeah. When you hear broken neck, you think head almost, cut off you think like i can't even support my head because my neck is broken but a fractured neck is like a little crack in a part of your neck that can't be called a broken neck just like a broken leg when someone has a fracture in their leg they say oh, yeah broken leg no well a broken leg is your your femurs snapped in half we need to fix that we're trying to alarm people. That's not a broken neck. That's a small little crack. Like if I get a crack in my windshield, I don't say, yeah, my car's a write-off. But that's how we're diagnosing neck injuries. Fracture in the, yep, that neck's broken. Sorry, I digress. Uh, here's an interesting story for you from India, uh, where police arrested a group of con men 
that set up a fake cricket match, a fake Premier League cricket match, uh, using laborers to pose as players, a fake umpire. Uh, they they broadcasted on YouTube but never did a wide shot, and they used fake crowd noise to fool Russian gamblers who had bet on the match. That's, uh, so many questions about this. If you're setting up, say you, the equivalent here was you set up a, a Major League Baseball game for Russian gamblers. How would you get the Russian gamblers' attention pre-match? Do they not have internet services in Russia so they could investigate? Because wouldn't they want to, it's kind of like betting on horses or betting on anything in sports. You're like, well, this team's got 10 wins, three losses. Did they not investigate these teams' records? Did they not investigate the players? Or were they like hardcore gambling enthusiasts in which you bet on games and you don't, you couldn't name a single player in that game. You just stumbled upon it. This story baffles me. I would like to know how much Russian money was put on this match. Be, I just know that game was not on listed on the Bet Rivers. I can guarantee that. Bet Rivers, we don't fall for Russian gambling scams. Guaranteed. There's your new commercial. We don't even have to go to a studio. Tim, cut it, print it, send it off. Cutting it now. Uh, in non-sports news, the uh, great Canadian tech out, I guess. I don't know what you would want to call it, but last Friday, Rogers Internet, cell phone uh, service all went out. Uh, 17 million Canadians were left without access to the Internet the phone or their TV basically took out 25% of Canada's connectivity. Interact wasn't working. There were problems with emergency services. I sent out a tweet when this happened. I'm not with Rogers. I don't even know who my internet provider is. I think I steal it from the neighbors. <laughs> and uh, my cell phone service is like one of those ones that kids have. It's like chipmunk sell and i'm like ah that's a good deal it's like 30 dollars a month i have a quarter of a gigabyte i think of data so that didn't go down and i don't use debit and as i sent out the tweet i said always carry cash i tell my kids that and then people responded with how do i carry an overdraft i'm like off like Two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks. I know, like, I'm not saying carry around a thousand dollars, just carry cash in an emergency. And if you're golfing, it's great if you want to, hey, let's play uh, five bucks uh, closest to the pin here. 99% of my buddies are like, I don't have cash. I'll uh, e transfer you that after. No, you won't. That's never going to happen. Carry some cash on you. And who knew that the debit system only relied on one internet provider? I think uh, the debit company is rethinking their choices of that. But for an entire country's one part of their economic system to just crash because one provider goes down. Maybe we shouldn't have monopolies. I don't know. Call me crazy. Maybe we should have more competition in this market because we have the highest cell phone and internet prices in the world, I think. Competition is good. I know they, uh, a long time ago, put it in to not allow American competition. Say, okay, well, Canadian people here. And now the companies that are here, Rogers and then Oh, Chipmunk Cellular. They're there. I forget who the other one is. What the f*** is that? Ding dong. No. And there's another one. I don't know who the hell it is. But maybe don't allow them to control everything and let some competition in. 
I hope that happens. Damn. All right. We got to pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, well, this is your fault. Quick, I, speed it up. It's your show, man. Hey, Tim, I wanted to ask you. So when Jay and I used to do a sports show, where the f*** did we do that? The Weather Ch- Weather Network? No, we wouldn't be doing a sports show on the Weather Network. Uh, wherever we did it. Um, and if we had a question in the commercial break or something, uh, we would say into our little talkback system to Tim in the control room, we'd go, uh, Tim, 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 Tim. And then we do it together until you would answer. And then you always say, I'm on the phone. And we're like, who the f- are you talking to? It's one in the morning. Do you miss us saying that in your ear? No, I don't. <laughs> I had other stuff to do besides chat with you guys. I'm on the phone. Yeah. I was on the phone with an editor. I was on the phone with the newsroom. I was on the phone. Sure with you were. Master control. Tim was on the phone with his Russian gamblers. Yeah, I found this uh, Found this game on YouTube. Can I get some? Uh, I want to put some rubles on this. It's totally legit, Igor. Take my money. Okay, go on. Big ruble guy. All right, let's 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 make this the, the last... Non- okay, good. Sorry. You're just delaying this. Well, Spit it out. I'm not the one delaying it. You're delaying it. I'm not doing anything. Oh. Martin House Brewing Company, a Texas-based brewery, is introducing hot dog-flavored hard seltzer. Working with hot okay. dog maker Oscar Mayer, there are three flavors being released. Original, ham and okay, cheese. Okay, Tim, and- stop it right there. Hot okay. dog-flavored water? That's wiener juice. We all know what wiener juice is. I don't want that in my mouth. And that's been Boomsies Newsies. Great work, Tim. Thanks, Dan. All right. Our first ever episode done outdoors. I'm very impressed by Ron, who didn't come here and ruin it. I'm impressed that the the sidewalk work that's being completed uh, down the street, they seem to go for lunch. They're like, uh, we get a two-hour lunch around here. No one's checking on us. Uh, Z-Money, still in the hot tub. You should only be in it for 15 minutes. He's been in it for close to an hour, so I'm sure he'll be fine. And uh, Tim. Can read. I've never heard him read anything before. So this has all been great. I think we'll try this again. By the way, meteorologists, they called for, we checked the forecast last night. It called for rain all day. Woke up today. Nope. It's going to be sunny. What? What are you doing? Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a great summer. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan Tuzzi. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.